The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Freaking first cut. Golly. Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your Masters Odds Early Preview. And joining me to break it all down, Greg Ducharme is here. Greg, what's up? I'm so excited about this. It's finally here. It's Masters Week. I can't wait. Let's get into this. You've got the flag in the background. You're ready to rock and roll. That's right. Yeah, it's on, Love it. it's on that side. That's yeah. it. Sia Najad is here. Sia, almost Masters Week. We couldn't even wait. We had to go early. Yeah, and that's the problem with going early, right? Because I'm like, oh, the Masters, it's just in like 72 hours. But no, it's 72 hours plus a week. That's okay. I'm so glad we're previewing this early. I'll, I'll be looking at this this entire week just as much as I'm looking at Valero. The odds via William Hill are as follows. Dustin Johnson, of course, our defending champion, enters at 8-1. to one. Bryson DeChambeau right behind at 9. We've got a couple of guys at 11. Those are John Rahm and Justin Thomas. And then two more at 14-1, to one, Rory McIlroy and Jordan Spieth. Greg, looking at this, uh, we're probably not going to see much movement here uh, uh, You know, two weeks out because DJ withdraws from Valero. I guess if he would have won Valero, maybe they could have moved him to seven to one i doubt it maybe if if i guess if spieth wins valero uh we could get a fever pitch for jordan spieth's number at the masters yeah and we talked about this uh on sunday's recap pod where i mean kyle is convinced he's going to end up being the third the uh the third highest favorite which would mean he would have to jump rory jt john rom um, then he'd be behind DJ and Bryson. So I think there's a real possibility that he can jump Rory McIlroy because they're one, they're tied. Um, and two, I, I think it's clear that Jordan's coming in in better form. So that is very interesting to me. I think it's going to be kind of tough for him to jump JT and John Rahm, even even with a win. But um, but a Jordan Spieth win or good performance could at least move him up a, a little bit, probably to the fifth or sixth spot. The guy see that I see. Like, okay, yeah, DJ's great. He's eight to one. Bryson, I'm actually much more bullish on this time around than I was in in November. He's get he's he's dialed back the driver to one that he can keep in play, which is super scary for the rest of the field. But I look at John Rahm at eleven and I see a guy who I love the fire. His last three trips to Augusta National have been fourth, ninth, and seventh. I'm like, oh my God. He like it, it it's happening. Like it's trending. John Rahm looks like he's gonna be in contention again. I agree, but you know, ever since he's made the, and I'm not blaming this on on you know new clubs, new equipment, but I don't think he's really put the entire game together. Like even in match play last week, I was kind of thinking he was he was giving us a middling performance. I, again, it, it's eleven to one, so it's just one of those things where I'll probably look to like maybe a little bit longer odds to that twenty to one, twenty five to one range because 
I just I haven't seen enough from Rom. Like like we talked about on another show. I mean, John Rom could have very easily lost to Ryan Palmer, and you could make an argument that he should have lost to Ryan Palmer in match play. And and then the tournaments before that, he's he's been good, but not necessarily good enough to win the Masters. So I get it. I understand what you're saying. The history here is great, but for me, I think I'm going to move move on to somebody else. Outside of Dustin Johnson and in 2020. And I guess speed, I'd have to go back and look at what speed odds were in 2015, but that was the year where he just decimated everything. So I imagine he was the favorite, Greg, I, the favorite doesn't really win this thing, right? I'm kind of looking at Patrick Reed, uh, Sergio Garcia, Danny Will, even Tiger was like 35 to one when he won. Yeah, you're, you're right, Rick. I mean, it, it's, uh, it's interesting because while it's a, it's not the the greatest strength of field in terms of the official world golf rankings, right? But it, it right. makes that makes this a small field. It's a small field in total, but you can start there because of the the traditions that they have and the reason why some of the players are in the field. Um, they that shrinks the field even more, so it becomes quite interesting. I would actually expect the the highest priced player to the, you know the the favorite to win more often than they do. But it's a it's an open golf course. It allows it it allows a lot of different styles to win and compete. I think there's an, a a strong um, emphasis on ball striking, but that's not necessarily something that's guaranteed. You get some different conditions. You get a guy who's hot like Patrick Reed, and um, and things can change pretty quickly. Let's talk the 20 to 40 range. This is Xander Shoffley, Brooks Kepka, Patrick Cantlay, Patrick Reed, Colin Morikawa, all the way down to call it Webb Simpson, Sia, Sung JM, Paul Casey. Those are the guys that kind of round out the 40s. Which you, is your card going to have more of these guys or are you going to play it towards the top? What are you going to do here? Yeah, it's going to have more of these guys in a couple, I would say, sort of longer shots, not like 100 to one necessarily, but in that like 60, 70 to, uh, to one range. But the, the guys I like in this range, a couple of guys jump out at me. Uh, I mean, Colin Morikawa, I just think he has a, just a nice game. He's a, Colin Morikawa is a joke. He is a cheat code. He's so good. He really, he really is. And I think 25 to 1 is a fair number. I'm not salivating over that number, but I think it's a very fair number. I mean, I can make an argument. I mean, obviously, Brooks, I don't think Brooks Kepka is going to be in this tournament. But the guys ahead of him, I, I can make an argument that, that he probably should be ahead of at least three or four of them. So I like him. I don't know about Victor Hovland. His game's tailed off a little bit as of late, but I don't think that's a terrible number for Victor Hovland. The other guy I'm looking at, like that we have on the screen, or actually two more guys that are in that 50 to 1 range or, or shorter, Cam Smith at 40 to 1. I mean, I, I have a thing for Cam Smith. He won me a lot of money in DraftKings the, the last time the, the Masters rolled around with his second place finish. So I like him. We know his track record at the Masters is very, very good. He's good against uh, talented fields. He's good on hard golf courses. So I think that's a fair number for him. The last guy I'll mention, uh, Joaquin Neiman. I, I, again, mm. I don't expect him to win this tournament. I'm not saying that. But I think he has the talent to be there on Sunday. And at 50 to 1, it's just one of those things where I'm like, well, that's a that's a large enough number for me to put a little bit on it. I pulled out a Sharpie and circled Paul Casey at 40 yes. to 1, Greg. And here's here's the setup here. I, I, Paul Casey is a fine wine. He is getting better with age. The game is sharp as ever. He just won on the European tour. It, it, Augusta National is all about experience. And Paul Casey has one, two, three, four, five top 10 finishes, a couple more top 20s. He's been in contention here. I, I love this number on Mr. Casey. And aside from the match play, I mean, it's been a, a month straight of top 10 finishes. So the yes. form is great. He's hitting the ball as well as he ever has. 
um, which is saying something because he's been a great ball striker for a majority of his career. So I really like Paul Casey. I think he's the favorite of mine in the 40 to one group. Um, and I would even go all the way up to Colin Morikawa, I would say. Any, anywhere in there, Paul Casey is my favorite in there. Cam Smith is, um, is attractive, and it's not because of the mullet. Uh, I think that's what Sia is into. Um, totally. But yeah, so definitely. Paul Casey, I'm I'm definitely in on Paul Casey, and I think he's putting a little better too. Um, the match play was a solid performance. Probably didn't go the way that he didn't go quite as far as I expected. Um, but yeah, I, I'm thinking Paul Casey's set to have a great Masters. The little bit deeper range, the the plus fifties and deeper. So we're going down to Harris English, Justin Rose, Matthew Wolf. Louis Oosthuizen, Jason Kokrak, anybody here, Sia, that moves the needle as your as your long shot, or do you want to go deeper than this? There's two guys here that I'm looking at in that fifty to fifty to one to hundred to one range. Actually, three guys because I'll give you a hundred to one guy as well. Uh, Sergio Garcia at fifty to one. I, I just mm-hmm. love where his game is. Uh, I love that the putter can be good at times. I mean, even in in match play. I mean, he moved on. I think it was with Lee Westwood. He drilled, I think, back to back, like eight to eleven foot putts, just to just to get stay to that hole in one moment. Yeah, stay yeah. alive. So, I mean, w- when the pressure is on, and I know Greg mentioned it when we were doing the match play show last week. Somehow, he's just better in match play with the putter. But I think he could summon the same intensity for the Masters, and we know he's been good here in the past. So, I think that's a very fair number for Sergio. Another guy I like uh, that I liked also last week in match play. He let me down a little bit. Is Abraham Answer. I just think 80 to 1 is too big a number. I can tell you that in other outlets, he's down to like 66 to 1. And maybe he opened there as well. But I think 80 to 1 is a very fair number there. First of all, Sia, there are no other outlets. William Hill is the only sports book that is available in the entire world. And that is where you place all of your bets. Now, we talked a little bit before we went hot, Greg. And the number on Russell Henley, 100 to 1, is a little bit intriguing. He's He hasn't played. He has not qualified for the Masters every year. Year, uh, in recent in recent history here but when he gets in he plays really well he does and the reason for that I, I to me is pretty simple for his his area of strength is his iron play and we hear you'll hear this for the next two weeks this is a second shot golf course so what you get is a 2018 tied 15th finish your 2017 tied 11th finish 2015 uh, he was he was 21st. His form here, when he plays, is extremely good. And I, I think that's a, a positive sign for a guy who's in the midst of a, a really nice season. I mean, really nice performance at the Honda Classic um, not long ago. And I think the match play was a really solid performance for him as well, although he didn't get out of his group stage. That can get a little overshadowed sometimes. So, yes, I'm with you. Um, I, I love the... Um, I, I love the Russell Henley pick. There's one other guy in that range who's a little shorter than Henley. Um, and I, I can't comment on the height. I think he's shorter in height as well. But w- Louis Oosthuizen. <laughs> Louis Oosthuizen at 66 to 1. Um, he was in the group of death, as we deemed it, group 2, where Matt yeah. Kuchar came out of it. He went 0-3. But I don't think that it's necessarily bad play. I think he got caught in a really tough group. And this is a place where he has had great success. He loves major championships. And as Kyle pointed out, leading into the match play, he's been the best putter in the world uh, in 2021. So I think Louis is another great pick. 
Jumping into the 100s and deeper, these are your dart throws. This is reminiscent of when Danny Willett won it in 2016. Actually, Danny Willett back in this range is 125 to 1. We have some veterans here. Sia, Henrik Stenson, Ryan Palmer, they're each 150. Kevin Na is 150. And then you get some of these younger guys that might be able to make a little bit of noise. Carlos Ortiz, who is actually much older than I think he is, but he's younger than me, so he's a young guy. And then Bobby McIntyre, who made some noise at the match play. Uh, is any of this worth a throw or are we burning money here? You're really close to burning money. But I will say this. Uh, one guy I didn't get to uh, in that in what you said, the 100 to 1 range, is Corey Connors. I mean, just mm. he, he, first of all, he was great at last the last Masters we had, for one. And again, he's a great ball striker. I just he's just His game is so good right now, and he might still be on the rise. I think at 100 to 1, that's a fair number. Uh, and then, listen, I, I'm not going to not say Ryan Palmer's name. I get 150 to 1. I know this guy can compete at a high level. Um, we, we see it almost... Almost, almost every week he's in a tournament, he's competing at a high level. And 150 to 1 is, is too big a number for me not to put a few bucks on. But outside of that, I think we might be kind of reaching for, for other names here. I got one guy. I think he was last week the best player in the tournament. Um, and there is also, a, a, to take a trip down Narrative Street, see, a, this is a left-handers golf course. And it's Brian Harmon. Brian Harmon, he his best finish at the Masters, he's only played twice, is a T44. He is a T44 and a missed cut. But this guy made 30 birdies in five rounds at um, <laughs> at the match play, which is just incredible. He came in third at the players. He's clearly in really solid form. And the one thing that I, I think he does better than a Corey Connors, and Ryan Palmer's statistically having a really nice putting year, but I think there's a little more... Um, grit on the greens with Brian Harmon than there is with Ryan Palmer. Maybe that's unfair to say, but I think he's a little, I I think he'll give you a little bit more. I think he's got a little bit better of a chance of actually winning this tournament. And there's an advantage to lefties at Augusta National because of the angle of of a couple of the greens, where if you miss short right, um, that's a problem. Well, if you're a lefty and you miss to the right, it's usually going to go a little bit longer. And if you miss to the left, it's going to go shorter. So the green at hole number 13, the green at hole number 12, they set up um, in a much more favorable fashion. So I think um, it, it for that reason, it sets up nicely for lefties. And I think Brian Harmon's playing as well as anybody in the in the game right now. I don't know when this episode is going to air, so producer Jacob might kill me for dating this. But if you're interested in Corey Connors... Um, you might want to bet it now before the Valero Texas open, because if he does happen to win that, this, this number is going to hemorrhage. It's going to crater probably, you know, 40 or 50, something like that. So uh, no reason to not get Corey Connors now, if you want it, especially as that field gets weaker and weaker gentlemen, before we get out of here, I got to talk about this one stat about two weeks ago, Kyle Porter, our very own Kyle Porter sent me a text and he said, And I don't even know. Okay. I don't know if he has released this stat anywhere. So if he hasn't, I apologize, Kyle. It's too good not to share. And I love you and I'm sorry. But here's the stat eight of the last 10 Masters winners have gained at least 1.67 strokes from T to green or better from January 1st to April 1st of the year that they won. So essentially, it says, the guys who are hitting it from tee to green really well in the calendar year leading up to the Masters have found victory. Uh, six of the ten were actually at two strokes gained per round or better. The only two that weren't, 
Char- Charles Charles Schwar- Schwartzel, excuse me, and Patrick Reed. So I will tell you right now, gentlemen, as of this moment, we still have Valero to go. There is one golfer who meets this qualification, gaining at least 1.67 strokes from T to green in the calendar year of 2021. Would anybody like to take a stab at this? Well, I mean, there's an obvious there's an obvious guess because of who because of the source here, right? Told me, Rick, that, that you this right. So that I feel partly like I'm overthinking this. It's not. To, it's not. It's, it's not, not Jordan uh, Spieth. It's not Jordan Spieth. No. Okay. I um, have a couple guesses. One shorter and one longer. Um, while we wait for Greg's, the, the shorter one would be Colin Morikawa, and the longer one would be Corey Connors. Okay, Greg. Um. 1.67. It's a lot. It's a lot. Who you gotta is... be really good from T to green. Yeah. So that means it's probably not a guy that's weak with the driver. I, my guess is Bryson. Okay. So those are pretty good guesses. Colin Morikawa is the first guy who does not meet the criteria. Okay. So he's the second name on this list. He does not meet the criteria. Bryson's like fourth. Uh, actually, Corey Connors is 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 up there too. See ya, so congrats. But the only guy, he's currently at 1.7 strokes gained from T to green, and that's not going to move because he's not playing Valero, is Patrick Cantlay. Wow. Yeah. And he is, I believe, 20 to 1? 22 to 1 on William Hill. He matches the KP criteria. Yeah, and the only thing that stood in between him and... I mean, he would have had a real chance at the title this past week. It was just He ran into... Buzzsaw Brian Harmon. That was the only Buzzsaw thing that Brian stopped Harman. him. Buzzsaw Brian Harmon. That should be his new nickname. Moving for he should change his Twitter handle to Buzzsaw Brian. <laughs> the Buzzsaw. Harman. I like Buzz Harmon. Uh, all right, Buzz Harmon. That's good. All right, gentlemen. Uh, that'll do it for our Masters odds early preview. Just a little appetizer. There is going to be. Trust me, plenty of Masters content coming. Thank you to producer Jacob behind the scenes. Thank you to Sia Najad. You can find him on Twitter at Sia Najad. You can find Greg Ducharme at The Real GFD. And you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. And we'll catch you next time. Hey everyone, this is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. men's national team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Viore gear is designed to look great in everyday life while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the men's Sunday performance jogger And don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing.